Welcome to episode 219 of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. This show was recorded on Sunday 7th of July 2019. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the Spokesmen. Hi there. Today's show is a conversation with me, Carlton Reed, and US attorney Jim Moss. We talk Tour de France, women's soccer, and bike demo events. Jim, I want to know your answer on who is going to win. Is it going to be USA or the Netherlands? Oh, USA. Because they're, they're just pumped. They're just, I mean, for the first time ever people know that there's a women's soccer team um and that they're kicking butt and they're winning um it's a combination of the fact they're winning it's a combination of the fact that they're so good it's a combination of the fact that hashtag stupid potus is you know giving them grief so they've got you know anti-president people backing them also so it's just hilarious but so I, I thought that would throw you and you would say, oh, we're not talking about, but it didn't. So that was absolutely natural. I hadn't told you beforehand that I was going to be asking that question. So that's clearly, it's, it must be major news across there and that, that you've, women's soccer yes. is doing so well. Um, I have a niece who um, is a sports trainer um, and she's really big into it. She you know works with a lot of soccer teams. Um, and she got me hooked on it a couple years ago. And so I, I try and watch once in a while. I mean, I don't watch much on TV in the way of sports other than the tour, but I watched the, uh, crap, don't even remember who they're playing the game last weekend. Um, I missed the game. Um, <laughs> Not, <laughs> that's probably the England match, wasn't it? I mean, they, they, they uh, beat yeah. England, but then again, that wasn't last weekend. No, I missed the English match. It was the one before that. And so mm-hmm. I've been following them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's also the component, the fact that they, you know, they're flying coach while the men's team is on a chartered flight. Um, they're paying for their own stuff. They get paid nothing basically to play. And, you know, the women are just you know, treated substandard, subclass here. And that's just ridiculous. Um, and so I've been following well, there's, that. There is obviously a, a parallel here, a parallel here with, with, with the 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 feminine uh, oh, yeah. tour, of course, and so women's women's sport doesn't get treated uh, as well as men's sport. Apart from the fact that this, I mean, in the UK, the coverage has been on par with with men's sport. There's been no no difference. It's been really well covered um, on the on the TV uh, here um, and in, and news stories. However, that that's, for, so we're recording this on Sunday. I'm talking with, uh, with Jim Moss and it's about 45 minutes time before it, it kicks off. I do love the fact that the Dutch embassy, this is the real Dutch embassy rather than the Dutch cycling embassy, uh, said, uh, Netherlands first and, and took a real poke at, uh, at, at stupid POTUSes, yeah. hashtag stupid POTUSes, um, America first slogan there so we will see uh, by the time this comes out uh, the, the result will be out and we'll know whether uh, america is on uh, top of the world on the soccer world however there's another event going on which, which i assumed i'd throw jim with there and that is it's going on right now uh, so we are missing it i'm kind of i'm not i'm okay with missing the team time trial because not a great deal happens what do you think, Jim, on the on the Tour de France? I mean, I, I kind of like the highlights for the team time trial because, well, I don't know. Am, no, am I, I wrong I agree there? With you completely. I mean, the team trial, time trial of all the races you do is is the mental 
gut it out no matter what because you got to have x people cross the finish line for it to matter um and mm-hmm. so consequently it's it's just uh you know seven eight guys, i can't remember how many people on the tour per team um guys in a row looking identical you can't tell who's who um unless you get the shot where you see their numbers and you have that memorized uh and you're right the highlights the highlights are good at the same time you know the time trial can set a team up the team that wins the time trial is Mm -hmm. usually going to come close to being the overall winner um but yeah it's just it's just not the exciting you know there's there's no finish there's no i think it if the, the the difference would be for me is if that team time trial was in on like the fifteenth day, you know, where the, it, it would kind of mean something if if somebody doesn't quite gel with their team that day and that. But on the second day, there's there's not a real lot to right. race for. I I don't. It's not making I mean, any I, changes. Maybe I'm it's just not making any changes to anything. I mean, yeah, I don't changes think so. to be made. But. I mean, it is obviously they are, they are they are staying in Brussels basically to. To be nice to the king, the cannibal, to yeah. to Eddie Merckx. So they're spending a, a couple of days in Brussels. So they threw in a team time trial. But I don't know. It's just I kind of like it traditional. I kind of like the prologue. I kind of like a short uh, time trial to begin with. So that it has gone straight into the first few days have been pretty weird, especially with with who won yesterday, oh. of course. And I'm sure he, even his staunchest fans, his parents, his grandma—nobody would have put money <laughs> on him winning. And even when I was watching it, and, and all the commentators were watching it, they they say he didn't think it was it was him either. So he's done pretty well for for not expecting to get anything was, out of that first know, day. I think. I, I don't know what Sagan was thinking, but if you watched in slow motion uh, the head-on shot after Sagan and Tunison crossed the finish line, you could see Sagan look up and turn his head over to see who he was racing. And it, I mean, you can imagine quite clearly it was like, "Wow, who's that guy?" You know, and, and then. Well, he's a lead-out man, isn't he? So he's going to be fast, but yeah, yeah. I don't suppose you expect him to be fast at that point. He's faster like two hundred and fifty meters before that. Uh, but Grunewagen <laughs> crashed. Did he crash or did he? So he, he's leading out Grunewagen, isn't he? That's what hit his job. Yeah. And uh, and he's found himself in an unusual position, no, we're, and we're he's done phenomenally well. No, he sort no, of exactly. reminded me of, of, so, yeah. of the the fire horse, you know the. He's no, he's been retired. He's no longer there. But the fire bell rings, and he takes off running anyway. Well, his job mm-hmm. is to lead out <clears throat> at the finish, and he takes off and he crosses the finish line before he realizes he has nobody behind him. You know? <laughs> so. mm. And it is a pretty special jersey to win because history is obviously disputed on this, and and we might don't know exactly the, the provenance. But the tour itself are, are, are celebrating this as the hundredth year of, of yeah. the yellow jersey so it is a pretty special jersey to win it must be pretty tough to put him on the back covers of newspapers because it's like yeah. who yeah. who's this guy and he's won the the you know the hundredth year of the the yellow jersey that's that's pretty odd now however uh, beforehand before i was i was looking at that result i'm just like scribbling down i mean I've, I've got this on a piece of paper jim and so i'm going to come to you and i'm, I'm going to ask you uh, your thoughts on this, and that is, you've got to give me, because uh, you you are kicking me to to do this show because it's a Tour de France show. So you, I'm assuming you have strong thoughts on this. So I'm going to ask you to give me your podium finishes at the end of the 21 days. So yellow jersey, obviously, second and third for the podium, and then green jersey. I guess there's not much really disputing there unless he crashes. I think that's a, that's almost a foregone conclusion. White jersey is also potentially a foregone conclusion. And then polka dot, which is much more uh, open. So so one, two, three, green jersey, white and polka dot. Well, what do you the, reckon, the, Jim? The, the winner is going to be somebody uh, has been riding a bicycle and has a bright colored jersey on before he gets the yellow jersey. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I, I mean... Even I, I get a kick out of this version of the spokesman 
because we all make these grandiose predictions and we base it on all this information and we never come back and check how we did because we all screw up so badly. <laughs> you know, the, I mean... The, well, everybody does, especially in a, a potentially very open right. tour with Froome not oh, there. Oh, man, that's so sad. But at the same time, it turned... You know, it turned this version of the Tour de France around because people can look at it with, because they know that it's wide open. I mean, it really is. I mean, Geron Thomas, I think, is who everyone's looking at because he has such a powerful team, and and a powerful team is what wins. I mean, no matter no matter what, it's it's a, the most team sport, um, I, in my opinion. And you need a powerful team, and and I think he's got it, but. At the same time, it, anybody can win the tour um, in a case like this, I think. You know, and there's how many, there's what, three or four X uh, tour winners riding still, two X tour riders mm. riding. So it's wide open. I mean, I think. So one, two, three last year was obviously uh, Thomas. But then you had uh, Dumoulin, which, who's not in the race this year, and Froome not in the. So one, two, three last year. It can't be that this year. So give me give me your answers, Jim. So one, two, three for this year. Oh, you know I'm this. I, I I'm going to be safe and go with Thomas. I'm mm -hmm. going to be. I, that, I, I'm I'm agreeing there. That's 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 who's I've got in my yeah. number one as well. And then I'm going to go a little outside with uh, Nebuli. Um Yeah. Really? Because he's been waiting. Wow, he's not on my list. Oh, he's okay. been waiting, and I still think he can do it. You don't think so? Nibbles, nibbles. No, I don't. I don't. Third, third on the on the podium. Um, well, this is this is the the dream. I mean, I, I would love for Port, but I think also or Quintana. Mm. I, I would love to see the Colombian win something, um, but I don't think I don't think he's got the team, and I don't think he's I don't think he can really pull it off. So. Well, Jim, we, we need to come back on this one. <laughs> I don't rate your answers at all. And if you're right, then definitely come back on this one. So my my number one, my yellow jersey. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see, I'd almost like to see Bernal win it. Um, but I can't see, unless Thomas crashes. I think Tom, it's his to lose. It's, it's Thomas is my number one. So he's my yellow jersey. I think Adam Yates. With his brother there, I think I think it could be a one-two for Britain. So I think Adam Yates could come second. That's potential. Um, and then uh, throw in from a right side. I, I would say uh, Pino for for third. Really, as a potential, as a yeah, a potential. Wow. Okay, green jersey. Do we do we agree that green jersey yeah. is foregone yeah. conclusion? I mean, I don't know who's second and third are going to be in green jersey. I have no clue. Um, Mm. Um, I mean, he's got that one marked, hasn't yeah, he? That's like, yeah. and, and, uh, I mean, he went out for all guns blazing yesterday. That's what he's going for. He's not interested in anything else. Obviously, going for the stage yesterday would have been great to be in yellow, but clearly, he's he's gonna be green for the next for every single tour he he does for the next five years. Surely, yeah. Second and third are a toss up, I think. Um, mm. So he's gonna be so far ahead, yeah. though. He he is going to be so far ahead. He is just he is just Mister Consistency, isn't he? So that's what that green jersey is all about: the rider who can just be consistent every single day. Okay, white jersey, which I think is a foregone conclusion. Really, I think so. I, he's so strong, Bernal. He's so strong. Uh, I I can't see anybody touching him. But what do you think? Wow! Is it, no, I see. I I had not put him in that. I hadn't put him up there that high. Well, he's he's the team leader. He's a joint team leader with Thomas. So oh, Ineos are banking on him. If if he literally is that he he could be a, a, a he could be a, a, a yellow jersey winner. But if he has going to uh, if he's not yellow, then I'd put him in white. Oh, I see. I hadn't thought of that that way. You're right. He's a, yeah. Well, yeah. Except you gotta sacrifice your so much when you have a when you have a yellow jersey winner in a possibility in a race like this. For for someone, the mountain stages to lead out and grab that many points. 
you you have to mm. sacrifice yourself too much to be able to grab points. Hmm. I I think we'll see in the first week where where they they're going to stand. I mean, they are going to be joint leaders. I mean, Thomas did crash yesterday, but it wasn't a bad crash. Did you see it on the the replays? How it was the policeman who actually pushed yeah. the barrier that then became like a. Uh, an inverted V and then pushed him off. That was, but he was doing about five miles yeah. an hour. So no, I mean, in fact, I, I pointed out, I have a couple of friends here staying with me. Her cyclists, uh, um, uh, from, uh, they're doing a world or us tour showing off their new bikes. Uh, and I pointed that out to them because I could see that. I mean, it was a cop going on the inside of the barrier. Um, so, mm. so tell me who you got staying. Cause you some yeah, folding bikes. Um, you say? um Oh, I just went brain dead on the company. How's that? Uh, Begins with an O. Yeah, Oyama. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Ken forgot. In, in, so Oyama yeah, folding Oyama bikes. Folded. So how come that? How come that you've got well, them staying with you? They're doing a tour, uh, and they're doing a uh, uh, demo day today. And I've known Ken for oh, fifteen years or so. Uh, we became great friends. Uh, and so I said, well, if you're, if you're going to be in town, you're staying with us. So uh, we went for a ride yesterday and uh, we're probably going to go for one again today. And he's going to try and correct some of my problems. He said he, he's got to eventually leave so he can't get them all done. Uh, but <laughs> so that's a demo day with, with a bike yes, shop or something? Yes, yeah. Um, you know, it's it, that's here again. That's another area of cycling. It's it's where cycling is so more exciting than so many other sports because you don't see a demo day in football or basketball or or any other sport because the 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 equipment is just there and there's no changes you can make to it. You know, you can paint the goalpost yellow or you can paint the the stripes on the field green or whatever, but in cycling, there's just so many different things you can do. I mean, I have a new mountain bike that rides totally different from the other five mountain bikes I've owned, you know, and I mm. love it. Have you ever been to outer bike, Jim? No, but I'm going to go this year. Which one? Because there's um, four. I'll probably go to the Moab one, the first one. I want to see the, the beginning one. Is that the closest one to you? I mean, I'm yes. assuming Utah, That's the Colorado, one. four, well, six, seven hours? Uh, four, four okay. and a half. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad for American terms. That's like yeah, the next door, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When it's when it's twelve hours from one corner of the state to the other, yeah, four hours is an easy ride. So. Um, yeah, I I think because there's four outer bikes this year. I think Moab is the last one. I, am I, I right? So yeah, September. I haven't even looked at the schedule yet. So. So I went to the first one this year. So I went to the one in Sun Valley. Well. Technically not Sun Valley. It was Ketchum, Idaho, um, was where it was. And a fantastic event. It's smaller. I think the Moab one yes. is going to be the biggest. Like a yeah. thousand people will will get to that one. Uh, in fact, on a, a, a very, very short uh, term uh, future, there will be an episode where Mark Sevenoff, who is one of the, well, is the co-founder of Outerbike. I, I interviewed him about Outerbike. So that will be no. on the next show, in fact. So people who want to know about what Outerbike is, but it's basically yeah. a big demo. So what you're saying there, it's it's a, like a bike shop demo, but 25 times bigger because you've got pretty much yeah. every brand there. I, I couldn't think of any that weren't there. Maybe Canyon. Well, can, no, I think even Canyon were there. Every single brand I could think of were pretty much uh, there. And you could jump on these bikes and you could demo them and you pay... Something like two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, to be there for like you got a ticket for two to three days, and then you can ride as many bikes as you want. And it's meant to be uh, not just a, a fun thing. It, you're meant to be there because you're 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 buying your next bike and you're 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 throwing your leg over all of these fantastic bikes to work out what you're going to be buying. Was is that your motivation, Jimmy? You in the market for a new bike, or you just? I'm looking just looking to, have fun? to see how it works. I want to see how have fun. I we have no inner bike this year. Um, in mm. fact, there's, uh, the cycling, professional cycling trade in the trade part of cycling in, in the United States is sort of in disarray. Uh, Interbike was canceled. Mm. 
Um, they're trying to add bikes to the November outdoor retailer show and the bike industry is looking at them like, are you nuts? Um, the word hasn't gotten out. I was dealing with a Chinese client yesterday and they didn't even know about it. Um, they've mm. done nothing to, to tell anybody about it. And so I was looking around for some place to go to connect with the, the bike industry again. And uh, Outer Bike is about the only place uh, that I can think mm. of. Um, you'll have fun it's a good event so just to, to explain to people it's a weird name well, Outerbike and that's it's because right. it's Interbike it it's in, it's a public part of Interbike but without an Interbike there the name right. no longer makes sense yeah. does it yeah it was It was. there's a whole faction in the industry that's just ant, that was anti-Vegas you know and so I think the mm. name I think the name originally started because it was just anti-Vegas Las Vegas, and now it's mm. just sort of hung around. Um, and yet, at the same time, you know, once you move the show from Vegas, it went under because it costs too much to have the show anyplace else. So, uh, mm. I mean, the U.S. market, like the rest of the the bike market, is in flux at the moment. It is it is very much suffering. It's kind of good to see that outdoor <clears throat> bike is succeeding, and it, it, it clearly is succeeding. However. I do find it worrying, and I, I did try and ask as many people when I was there as possible about this, and that is you're pretty much talking to your existing crowd of people here, the, the the famous people who've got a quiver of bikes, which is like an industry saying for when you have lots and lots of uh, lots of bikes. So, And it's white, it's male, it's basically our demographic, Jim, but it, it's that that's not good. So not enough women, not enough people of color there, just, just it, it is... You're talking to the in crowd here with with you're not expanding the market in any way, shape or form. And that is the danger of events yeah. like that is you start putting all your marketing dollars into an event where it, it's your existing crowd. You're not. And, and the, the, the US industry was normally quite good at this was to try and get new people right. into cycling. And now without a bike, which is as exciting as it is, as good an event as it is for people like us. It's not getting new people in, and that cannot be a good thing. And yet the retailers are going gangbusters. Um, there's new retail shops opening up in the Colorado, Denver metro area. They're, the shops that have been here for a while are backed up. Um, I, I mean, I took a bike in to have it just tuned up, and it's been almost two weeks, you know, and they still haven't got to it. Mm. Um and, and mm -hmm. so the retailers going gangbuster. Um, why is why is there no trade show? Why is there nothing going on? Why is there and and the industry? So people for bikes, which is the big consumer part of the industry, um, a, a nationwide organization um, with with strong uh, uh, legislative presence in Washington D.C. And the BPSA, Bicycle Product Supplier Association, just merged. And the BPSA would be mm. the um, the uh, industry, the manufacturing group uh, that represented the manufacturers. They just merged. Now, part of that is going to create a problem in that the industry is going to be led by manufacturers, both on the manufacturing side and the consumer side, because um, that's who puts the money into both those organizations. Um, but I, I think BPSA needed a little bit more. Uh, it just needed more. Uh, <clears throat> and so there's good there, but there's nothing going on. There's other than, you know, take a friend cycling uh, to get to grow the industry right now. There's nothing going on. I mm. mean, we're fighting to keep the industry alive. We're fighting to get legislation to make the <clears throat> cycling safer, to get more infrastructure for cycling. Um, but there's, there's no one saying, hey, come learn how to ride a bike. Come learn how you can save money and live longer by riding a bike to work. We had National Ride to Bike, Ride Your Bike to Work Day last week here in Denver. Ours is always a different day, you know, and it was packed. The bike trails were packed. But um, and, and there are a lot of people riding the bikes here in Denver, probably more than any other city except Portland went to get to work. But we're not promoting it. We're not doing anything to really kick it and say, this is an opportunity for you to, you know, to really enjoy life 
get out, have fun, and only take an extra 10 or 15 minutes to get to work if you think about it. So, You said Denver there, but what about Boulder? Well, Boulder, yeah, is Boulder, Boulder has its own world, you know, and it's a fantastic world. I mean, Boulder they, Boulder has a race-to-work day where they have, a, they have cyclists and they have cars starting from the same point all over the city of Boulder. I mean, there'll be dozens of them. And they see who can get to work faster, um, either in a car or in a bicycle. And I've never heard of a car winning. Now, it may be the, the routes mm. they set up, but, you know, Boulder was... Of course it is. That, that, that's always how you but, set but, these things up. Yeah. You set these things up so the car yeah. is going to get snagged in, in traffic. But, of course you do. You, you, you're not going to set it up on a freeway and then expect the bike but, to but win. Boulder, you know? I mean, Boulder had the first on website where you could say i'm here and i need to go here how do i get there and it didn't say a bus it mm. said bicycle you know um mm. and so boulder has mm. just always been that way and boulder's actually small mm. i mean it's a very compact town um and it's a yes. sporty town yeah so you, you, the, the people who live there kind of respect cyclists because chances are it, they are cyclists the, you know during the off season there's always a professional team here training and a lot of retired racers live there. Mm. Um, and so your neighbor, mm. you know, might have been in the tour at some point. Um, and so Boulder mm. is a big cycling city, but it's also a very compact city. I mean, from most of the outskirts to downtown is still only 20 minutes on a bike and it's 20, 25 minutes by car. Uh, versus Denver, mm -hmm. there are hour long commutes. Um, and, and so mm. it, it is different. But uh, from certain parts of Denver, from the south, some from the north, from the east, and some parts of the west, you can ride a bike really easily, smoothly, without major work, and ride to Denver and enjoy life. Or, or you can at least ride to an RTB stop or a bus stop and hop on the bus and mm. put your bike on it and go. So, Jim, this is going to be very much the yeah, Colorado. Be show and I'll, I'll i'll now i haven't forgotten that you haven't given me a, a polka dot um jersey we'll come up we'll, we'll finish with that one uh so you can you, you've got a few minutes to think about who you want for or not who you want but who you think will will get the polka dot the climbers jersey in the tour de france but the reason i'm saying it's a it's a colorado show because i'm sticking with colorado with this my next question and, and i asked you before the show how many hours you lived away from steamboat springs and you said about a couple of hours about two from two steamboat hours. Yeah, two hours. Um, uh, and then I mentioned that because I interviewed, I interviewed the the owner of 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 Moot, who's in Steamboat Springs, and I did a, a Forbes story uh, about that. I, in fact, I did a previous show on Spokesman was was the interview that later made it into into the Forbes piece. Now, Moot is a fascinating company, um, making their own bikes in the USA, 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 and um, also. In a weird material for for the industry, that's you know very much either aluminum, aluminium, or carbon composites. So they're making titanium bikes. Do you know is 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 Moots big in Colorado? Is two hours away? Yes. That's local, yeah. Uh, yes, it is big in Colorado. Um, it, there are dozens of of a dozen bike brands here in Colorado, and the only two that people know of are Moots and Yeti, um, and mm -hmm. it. it both of them occupy a similar, if not identical, niche. Um, and Moots has always got that, you know, the, the little cachet that comes with Steamboat. Um, you know, so yeah, everyone understands Moots. Uh, innovative group. Um, a couple of years ago, they came up with a bike for people to use to go fight fires and to, for people to use to go build more trails. Um, I thought it was just fantastic. Mm -hmm. You buy, you know, you buy this bike or you have a group buy the bike and you can carry the equipment you need out to where the trail needs to be built or where the fire needs to be fought or whatever. So, um, now what they're big into at the moment and what they're selling most of, and that's a category that we do have in the UK, but it isn't anywhere near as, as big in the UK. I'm not talking about e-bikes, uh, uh, which actually is sort of stagnating in the UK. Uh, it's uh, it's gravel bikes, yeah. so they're huge into into gravel bikes, and that's because you guys across there, you've got so many forest yeah. roads, fire roads. You know, you, you 
probably I haven't looked at the statistics, but I'm pretty much sure that you've got more fire roads and forest gravel roads than you have got oh, yeah. roads. So you've got a huge amount of riding you can do away from, from motor traffic. Last night I took uh, Ken and his, his assistant, Sean, on a trail, a gravel trail, on our road bikes that ran, runs next to a canal. We have canals throughout the state from the mountains to the plains so that the water from the snow can be used to irrigate the farms. And beside all these canals mm-hmm. are roads, you know, that are used to maintain the canals. And there's one that's 61 miles long that weaves its way through Denver. So we hopped on part of it and then went back to the bike trail. Um, and, and then once you leave Denver, uh, there's just roads everywhere. I mean, the farm roads are all gravel. And so you, you work your way out and then you can go on these um, 160 acre squares of farm and just it's a square farm road that goes around it and you just ride mm. and you can find flat places or rolling places or or everything it's beautiful fantastic mm. so they, they've got this fantastic uh, gravel bike with I mean, they, they, the worlds of gravel biking and mountain biking emerging you know, open have got this this new bike with the the tires that are just as fat yeah. as a as a mountain bike. They're, they're completely the, the worlds are merging, um, and these are you, these are you don't need a quiver of bikes if you've got a you've got a um, one of these new gravel bikes. Then you don't need a road bike. You don't need a mountain bike. You've got you don't need a commute bike. You've got everything in the in the same package. I'm sure people aren't treating them as as quiver bikes. They're very much treating them as you know just another another bike but you can get away with just having one bike now these these gravel latest gravel bikes yeah, are just, just stunning bikes bike. are being yeah. able to do everything my uh my brother is looking at doing the continental divide trail next year and he's looking for a gravel bike because he says most of the trail is on mm. uh four-wheel drive roads and you need mm. you know it's it's faster easier on a gravel bike than it is to ride it on a mountain bike, even though there's mountain bike sections, but the gravel bikes are good enough nowadays to do both. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a tourer at heart, Jim. So when I look at a gravel bike, I look at the eyelets. I want to see how many I bags can I fit on this? You know, it used to be just where can you fit stuff, you know? On, so rack, I still like racks. I, still, I'm, I'm, I am a bike packer, but I do still like having pannier bags. And uh, so I look at the racks, uh, the eyelets, on yeah. a, a gravel bike and the latest gravel bikes they've got eyelets coming out of your <laughs> ears i mean they're just they they are finding so many ways to to put eyelets on these bikes i i love it i love the amount of eyelets you're getting on bikes and these are like you know high-end road bikes in effect uh so it, it's good to see from, from I, that I, point of view yeah I, I don't actually own one i don't own a gravel you bike. don't oh, no nope. well, neither do i though but i'm looking I'm looking because even, mm. like I said, in, in Denver, you could just go from canal to canal to canal. And, and they're, you know, this one has shades so on a, a, a hot morning. You're in the shade riding a bike and having fun. So mm. um, when I say I don't own one, that, that is kind of it. I have this nice problem that companies send me bikes. So I don't actually have to own one. They'll just send me the latest bike and i'll ride it for a bit so cannondale sent me one recently and i had great fun uh bike packing on it in fact they sent me a, a couple and I, I had tours with my son it was great now i want to get back to that question jim so you have, i've given you all that extra time for you to tell me who, who you reckon is going to be the best climber who's going to be in the polka dot at the end of those three weeks and it is tougher it's a tough question i think it's tougher than the uh the who's going to win yeah I honestly, yellow jersey. So who do you think is going to be in the polka dot? I honestly have no idea. I, I've not, I, you know, you don't, I, 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 I don't pay attention to that. Yeah. I mean. So if I said Valverde, then I'm going to win here because you, you've got nobody else to put up there. Yeah. I know who he is. I like the way he rides, but as is that do you, do you, when you say you don't you don't pay attention to that you you kind of have a a ranking of within the Twitter front you're not that fussed about who wins the the yeah. jersey. It's it's um it always seems to be 
third, fourth, fifth place in how things are looked at here. Um, mm. So, so I suspect that our that you don't get the same tour announcers and the tour play by play that we get here in the U.S. I'm guessing. I mean, do you get? Mm. I mean, is Bob Roll the new Paul for you in the UK? Is Paul? Uh, no, no, of course, this will be the first yeah. year, won't it? That Paul yeah, has me so doing So we it. have Phil Liggett yeah, and Bob true. Roll. Mm. And so... How's that, how's that handling? I mean, I, no, we, you're right. I, we do not get that. So how is Phil handling this? Because clearly he had, that oh, was his yeah. best buddy for... Yeah. for you know, Best part of twenty years. That was his pe- person who, you know, he would spring off Paul yeah. Sherwin for for his commentary. So how 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 is he handling I, it? Okay, I mean, he doesn't have much choice. And I think more than anything, they <laughs> they uh, tamed Bob Roll a little bit. You know, I mean, when when he was part of mm. the second tier commentary group, he could take off and be the, the mm. Bob Roll of out out there a little bit. And he's not. I mean, in all honesty. It took me a few seconds to figure out he was the second commentator because he was his whole style had changed so much, uh, mm. and they brought in Chris Horner to replace Bob Roll in the second tier. So it's it's so Americanized mm. and has been here for for many many years, at least ten, um, that that it's you know. They go. They'll, they'll go through the first twenty-five people in the standing for the yellow jersey before they even talk about white, green, or polka dot. Um, it's just not something they look at. I, I kind of. You're probably right, actually. I think it is. It is a. It is a second yeah. jersey, isn't it? it the, sprint, the sprint jersey tour. gets a lot of of talk because, of course, that's the win on five, six, seven of the stages, you know, it's, it's that win. Mm. Um, and, but when you get to the mountains, it doesn't matter who wins. It's how close the yellow Jersey is to the guy that wins. And, and so that's mm. the discussion here in the U S. So I, I would have to, I'm not just ready. To, I have to think harder to get into that. I have to figure out, I don't even know who's racing right now. I just know the tour started not excited. Mm-hmm. Now talking about commentators, and we do have a you, what you don't get. We don't get Phil Liggett anymore. We don't. Um, we haven't had Phil. No, we haven't had Phil for about five years, probably. So he used to be the voice of cycling in the UK, very much so, like the same as in the, in the US. And then um, by the end of the Armstrong years, he was still there. After that, I think he very much fell out of favour, uh, and then it was it was taken over. Uh, in house, but because we get we we have got a terrestrial broadcaster, so it's not cable. It's a it you can turn on like standard TV really, and and you can get um, uh, the Tour de France. And uh, our big uh, commentator, well Ned Bolting, who I guess you won't know, uh, he's the the big guy here, and he used to have uh, as the person with like with the microphone in front of the cameras being interviewed was always Chris Boardman. Oh, and this year, uh, Chris is not doing the commentary, and I had to remind myself why he's not doing the commentary, and that's because he's 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 a cycle advocate now, and he's the walking and cycling commissioner for Greater Manchester, and I remember last year, in fact, I did a story on this, uh, where he said he's he's giving up his his much much loved role of being a Tour de France commentator, and you know it because he can't afford to spend the whole of July away from Manchester. So he has very much um, taken that role to to heart. And he's, he has previously said he would give up all his yellow jerseys, all his wins, all his everything, um, all his Olympic gold, in, in fact, uh, if he could get more people on bikes in, in the UK. Wow. And walking. So that's why he he's no longer commentating uh, on the Tour de France, and uh, and that's the reason why he just wants to get more people on bikes, which is which is a loss for for Tour de France viewing, uh, but a gain for active travel in the northwest of England. Yeah, I mean that's that's a commitment. I mean, 
That's <laughs> one heck of a commitment to give up. I mean, think about what it takes to be able to, to win a jersey, um, to be a gold medalist in any sport. I mean, you basically give up most of your childhood, your teenage years, um, to do that and to to say that, that it's more important to get people on bikes. That's one heck of a commitment. I'm impressed. Mm. Yeah, it is impressive because he could have had in his contract, he could have just said, look, I'll work yeah. 11 months of the year on this, you know, full time, uh, but July is out. Well, he could have said that. And uh, he didn't. You know, for him to comment, you know, you can look, you can, they ride to work here, you know, every once in a while in the middle of the, the commentary. So interesting. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's for people who are watching the, the ITV coverage and they're wondering, oh, ah, where's Chris? That's that's where he is. He is uh, watching it at home and enjoying it. But then in the daytime, he's um, he's not commentating because he's he's putting bums on seats, bums on saddles in uh, in Manchester. We talked with him, uh, Chris, on the uh, uh, podcast. That's not this podcast, but the 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 Velo City in Dublin uh, podcast. So he was across there. Uh, last week yes last week uh, so he's very much a, a psych advocate now rather than than a, a tour de france commentator which is good and bad in, in i, I think that, that there is an undercurrent in the trade and the the manufacturing professional in the cycling that fills needs to go um but i think that smartly they hold on to him no matter how many mistakes he makes or, or what he says, because in the United States, he is the voice of cycling. Um, he is, but when, when Paul died, I, I pretty much assumed, and I'm sure most people assumed that that's when Phil would have given up. Oh yeah. Do you not think? But, but I bet, I suspect that, I mean, here, here in the U S it's on NBC sports, which is, you know, a, a sports channel for a major broadcaster. Um, I, I don't think people would recognize cycling without Phil's voice. Uh, we only really have one cycling. Mm. There's only one race on, on TV and that's the tour de France. Um, so I mm. think that without Phil's voice, I mean, maybe they're moving Bog into that position. I have no idea. Uh, but I think they would feel, fear a loss of, of viewers, um, so you get you get Yen's voice. We do, you? but yes, oh, we, uh, and and I of course love Yen's. Um, he's hilarious, and mm. I understand what he's saying. Uh, but but I, for most Americans, I don't think they catch on to Yen's. Um, they don't know that his feedback comes from decades of racing and understanding, and his great pers- you know sense of humor. Um, and so he's new on the scene, um, you know, pure cyclists know him, but that's but the, the person who has nothing else. I mean, Saturday it was, it was on NBC news or N- NBC's main channel, you know, uh, that's just mm-hmm. an unheard of. And I think that without Phil there, it would have been, it wouldn't have been as successful because he. It- What's the American interest actually talking about? being on NBC what's the American interest in this year I don't know yet um you know because I only talk to the to to cyclists about the tour um I mean mean, what American riders have you got not 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 interested I don't even know how many American riders are in the tour right now um there's about, there's about six Brits, but we're lucky in that the the Brits who are riding are you know up there with uh being contenders, of course, we've still got Adam Yates, obviously Grant Thomas. So, so we, you know, it's easy to find, you know, who the Brits are because they're they're right at the top of the leaderboard. But I don't know of any Americans that are going to be. There's no Americans challenging no. No, the leaderboard, are there? There are there are no like there are no Armstrong type right. figures. In, in fact, yeah, was, we, we don't even have anybody who's got a future for another five, six, seven years. Um, we have a team. EF Education First, um, and it's wow! It's only got TJ Van Gardner on it. Um, mm. Holy! 
So I'm surprised you're still getting so much interest. If if you haven't got like an Armstrong figure in the US, it's a foreign sport now. It's no longer a, oh, we're going to America first here. It's uh, America who? America nowhere. So that, that, that must have impact on viewing figures. It, it probably does, but... But if if you think about it, most of the racers now speak English well enough that the Americans can take the mm. second to understand what they're saying. Um, nine, our, I suspect our commentary, I should record it and send it to or or find a way for you to listen. Our commentary is so Americanized, is so, I don't want to say the word dumbed down, but, but you know, <laughs> it's, it fits the broad general American audience that it doesn't have to to be so specialized anymore. Um, we only have three Americans in the tour total. Mm. Holy mackerel. I mean, from a long-term point of view, that, that can't no. be good. If you if you haven't got an American interest, I mean, it, we've we've spent so long not having any interest at all that it wouldn't bother us uh, in, in any way, shape, or form if we didn't have any Brits. It just so happens that we've got the best ride, yeah. we've got the best team now. But that's that's uh, that's almost coincidental. We've, we've just you know that's that's a something as, over the last as, you know five, yeah, as we would years. say here the Armstrong effect. You know, good, bad, or mm. different, whatever your mm. opinion is, it is undeniable that he sold bicycles here in the United States. Um, and so consequently mm. it's called and always will be called the Armstrong effect. Um, and so you're, uh, you're mm. getting that because of Froome and, and team sky and Inos. Um, you're going to, it's going to put you on the screen, but you're right. Long-term, this is going to be bad because we have no one here to root for. I mean, TJ is, uh, the seventh guy on his team, and even though it's mm. sort of an American team, it's only got one American on it. Wow. Well, all of the names that you mentioned before, none of them right. are American. Oh, yeah. Sure. So if you haven't got Americans winning, that's presumably that's going to eventually lead to the a, a cooling off in American interest. Well, except in, in professional I cycling. I, you know, so many of these, first of all, so many Americans don't understand that a lot of these names that sound American might not be American. <laughs> um, so, so I think that has a lot to do with it. They're not quite sure which ones the Americans are until they see the little flag uh, come up. Do, do, when, when they announce mm. the winners or the standings do you, in the UK, do you get the, the flag representing their home country? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but, but then like, again, it, obviously these are trade 50, teams. So it's almost irrelevant. I bet I mean, you these are not national I, teams. So, of, of the American viewership, think Adam Yates is an American. Um, you know, because mm -hmm. um, that sounds like an American name to us. Uh, mm. What else would there? I mean, there's but there's several people like that. Michael Matthews. Oh, he's an American. He's got to be. <laughs> and yet they, mm. they don't know so wow i didn't realize there's so few americans but but you know then it's it's back to personalities and teams and i don't really care which team wins as much as i care about who wins and how they win i i want to you know how they mm. win because understand the grueling nature of the sport of the race uh, you'll want them to win by just being great tough and putting more into it, uh, mm. you don't want to. Well, Jim, we'll we'll, we'll finish there today. Be not not because the women's soccer is, oh, uh, is about to kick off, but it is about to kick off. So we are recording, um, so that the the kickoff should be about uh, uh, the next five seconds, in fact. And and yeah, and clearly, sport, if uh, USA wins, then soccer in the US will will have an Armstrong effect. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure men's and women's, it'll, it'll lead to a huge uh, influx of interest. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So as we're going to finish there now, let's, let's finish off the way we normally finish. And that's uh, where can we find your stuff, Jim? Google recreation law, uh, recreation dash law.com, uh, recreation dot law at gmail.com. Um, just Google recreation law. You'll find me. 
um, and and right for the next month in front of the TV more than any other month. So, uh, yeah, me too. So uh, I'll I'll definitely not, off there. Not, well, I'm highlight today and then then live on. You're not going over sure. to uh, to see the race. Uh, obviously, I have done in yeah. previous years. This year, no, no. I'm kind of busy. I mean, I spent the whole of June. Yeah, in, in the United States, just, without I letting was... me know or stopping by. <laughs> oh, it's still quite a long way away. So, so Utah <laughs> a bit, mainly Idaho. Um, uh, but then in, I was in Sweden the first week. Then the USA, then Dublin for Velo City. So June was a was was pretty much a write off. I have got a very nice September uh, coming up. With lots of cycling uh, happening okay. in September, uh, but July, I, I'm I'm just kind of happy to just watch it. I'm doing Chris Baldwin. I'm happy to to sit here and watch it. August from, from we have the Colorado Classic coming, uh, women's race this year, which we need to discuss mm-hmm. sometime. Why the men aren't here. Um, and I think it's just pure cost. Mm. The men love racing. Jim, we have but, discussed that. Uh, yeah, but it still bugs me. It, I mean, what's the effect going to be? How many people are going to show up to watch women race in the United States? I hope the streets are just as packed as for the men's race. Because here in the U.S., mm. women's cycling is the catch what's left of the men or or see who shows up early to watch the men race. So. Anyway, uh, it'll be a great race. We're working hard to put that one together. And that's a wrap for show 219. Thanks for listening and thanks for subscribing to the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable podcast. The next show, due out real soon, will be a bunch of interviews I grabbed at this year's first Outer Bike. But before that hits, get out there and ride.